Welcome to the five questions for a field service expert podcast. This is the show for field service professionals where we dig into the big questions about field service delivery and management. Every episode, we ask a field service expert five questions that can help you do your job better. Today, we're talking to Ralph Rio. Ralph is the vice president for enterprise software at ARC Advisory Group. At ARC, Ralph focuses on uh, enterprise asset management, field service management, and industrial IoT, uh, having researched and written on those topics extensively. He's an advocate of continuous improvement, such as lean manufacturing, Six Sigma. Ralph's written more than 100 research papers, actually, on these topics, uh, including asset performance management as well. He is Six Sigma Black Belt and has been involved with Six Sigma since its beginnings at Motorola and in its rollout at GE. Ralph's research and work experiences provide a deep perspective for the management of continuous improvement programs, especially those in field service settings. Now, before his time with ARC, Ralph served in marketing and product management leadership roles at GE, as I mentioned, uh, at Emerson, uh, Motorola, and TI, Texas Instruments. Ralph, welcome. We're really happy to be able to spend a few minutes with you today. Thanks for sharing some of your time with us. Well, thank you. Looking forward to it. Very good. Very good. We have five questions for you, Ralph, as we do for all of our field service experts. Uh, Are you ready to jump into those? Yes. Thank you. My first question, Ralph, is about uh, digital transformation, right? This is a phrase that gets bandied about quite a bit, and there are about as many ways to define the concept as there are people who utter it. Uh, How do you think of digital transformation as it relates to a field service organization? Yeah, di- digital information has transformation has uh, a maturity curve attached to it, where uh, there are lower levels of digital transformation and higher levels. So the the lower levels uh, start to look like uh, business process reengineering, where you look at a workflow and apply new technologies to improve the workflow. And higher levels of maturity is where you start to offer new products or new services. So if we talk about the at least initially the the uh, uh, lower maturity level where you examine the workflow, uh, we can think about uh, uh, the new technologies that have come about around uh, networking and cloud resources. You know these were all uh, really generated, proven, obtained economies of scale, these technologies, with consumer products like our mobile phones. Uh, When these technologies get applied to field service, you have uh, route optimization by the dispatcher, so they get to look at maps and figure out where to send which text. Uh, And then at the same time, that map gets displayed to the individual tech for a particular work order, and they get to see the route uh, that they should take. So this applying this technology vastly improves the workflow and the work processes for the field service technician. So you're talking about an evolving landscape for the tech and and his or her day-to-day. And, and that sort of dovetails into the topic of um, industrial IoT and sensor technology, which is something you've covered extensively. The field service market is obviously moving inexorably toward that that model. What implications does uh, IoT uh, do? I should say, do IoT and sensor technology have for the field technicians' um, daily work? Yes. Yeah, so the the most 
predominant application of IoT in the industrial sectors is for predictive maintenance. So this is where th there is some kind of mathematical model to uh, of an asset to assess whether or not it's running well or running poorly and when things start going bad. And that can be used to predict when an asset will fail. Uh, those typically run in the cloud. You pull data from a, uh, a piece of a individual piece of equipment. I like to call this a small data solution where you're looking at five, 10 data points for, from a particular machine. That certainly isn't big data. And using that to model its behavior. Uh, this has the potential of completely transforming the field service role. So if you, you know, right now the role predominantly is reactive maintenance. So something fails, uh, a service call gets called in. Uh, when, a, when equipment fails, you can't produce product anymore. It impacts revenue. That seems to get a lot of management attention pretty quick. Uh, there's a lot of heat in the system. Uh, and it's a reactive situation. Uh, I'm sure there's some field service techs out there who've been in some uh, tense situations uh, uh, repairing equipment that impacted uh, revenue. We have a, a chance to completely change that, that workflow and, and business model. Uh, if you have predictive maintenance, you can predict perhaps two, three weeks out that a particular piece of equipment is going to fail. Now you can schedule a call, let's say in a week, to make sure that you do the repair before it actually fails. Uh, number one, this has a, a huge benefit in terms of customer uh, satisfaction. Customers aren't mad at you because the equipment failed. Uh, you have a much higher chance, if you're an OEM, of repeat orders, for example. Uh, also, you can completely rethink your spare parts management. Now you have time to FedEx parts. You don't have to have uh, every part imaginable in the in the uh, tech's truck or uh, at a nearby depot. You can you can completely rethink your spare parts management approach. So this th this uh, predictive maintenance capability really has a chance to completely transform how we approach. Uh, field service. So you mentioned there uh, in in your in your thoughts about IoT the the notion of of uh, equipment condition monitoring and and being more proactive in in that regard. How are you seeing um, in industrial settings in particular? How are you seeing equipment condition monitoring uh, feeding into other areas of a business, the non-service areas in particular, like R and D or or sales or or product engineering? Excellent. So uh, what I talked about before, providing uh, predictive maintenance, uh, typically is a, a new service, a new product. So uh, it's an opportunity to grow revenue in terms of uh, increased uh, services. Uh, let's get back to the core product that they're selling, whether it be a, a pump or a, a HVAC piece of equipment uh, in commercial buildings or, or whatever. Uh, when you're doing condition monitoring, uh, you're getting actual field data. See, previously, or what most people do now, is they get a few pieces of equipment, the R&D people, they get a few pieces of equipment, put it on a test stand, and basically beat it to, uh, to 
force it to fail. And they that's the data they use to improve the design of their product. So it's it's uh, uh, for a few pieces of equipment in a controlled environment, uh, not representing real field data. So by getting field data and applying analytics to it, the R&D people can develop better products and gain a competitive advantage. So this uh, you know, is a way to improve uh, the capability equipment, so you grow the equipment side of your revenue stream. So there's predictive maintenance for services, and then there is selling more equipment and growing the business in that fashion. That makes a ton of sense, and I appreciate you unpacking that for us. Let's let's take a step um, to the right and talk for a minute about um, some more. Uh, uh, traditional technologies inside of a field service organization. So, so mobile apps are clearly table stakes. It's one of those components of a, of a technology stack that is just sort of uh, uh, required in this day and age. What do you consider to be, so as a mature technology, what do you consider to be some of the more advanced use cases for mobility in particular? And how are you seeing field service orgs uh, solve for those uh, use cases? Yeah, so we we talked about the the transformation of the the workflow for the uh, dispatcher and the technician, where the route optimization uh, and giving the technician a map. Uh, we also have the capability of giving the technician the documentation they may need to do the repair. Uh, information like that, and, and all and if the technician comes across a problem that. Uh, they didn't anticipate or maybe a little bit uncomfortable with, they're not familiar with it, uh, they have the opportunity through things like FaceTime to bring in an outside expert. Uh, they can show the the outside expert with, you know, a video what or a picture, what they're seeing, and the, and the outside expert can give them direction. So there's, there's this ability to bring in outside experts that are uh, uh, a clear uh, future added business value with mobility. But I want to talk about a whole nother area that is ripe for digital transformation. And that is the area of inspections. So a lot of field service people talk about repairing equipment. There is sending of technicians out to do inspections uh, in a similar way. Uh, using field service management applications. And typically the way inspections are done now is the uh, technician is given a printed piece of paper, a form, they go to the piece of equipment and they write down data about the, you know, the, the piece of equipment. It could be readings off of uh, meters uh, or it could be some text about the, you know, are there any leaks or things that they see that are unusual about it. Well, this is piece of paper typically is just filed away someplace uh, and the data in it is not really used unless something very obvious is wrong and then it turns into a, a rare repair ticket. Uh, we have a chance to completely transform that with a mobile device where instead of the form being a piece of paper, the form is a screen with dialog boxes on the mobile device. You had to date into the, the uh, dialog boxes. The, because it's a computer now, you can do some some data checking. Is it the right format? Is the, the value completely out of range? So indicating a data entry problem. 
uh, and things like that. You can easy, even uh, Bluetooth uh, uh, meters into the device so that data is automatically co collected. So now that the data is available electronically, it can go into analytics applications to do things like predictive maintenance, where you look at trends over time and maybe some value is going gradually out of range and uh, or going towards a limit and you can take action before it actually passes the limit. So this, the, I see another area of business transformation is around that uh, inspection process. Excellent. That really, really rich insights there. Appreciate that, Ralph. So let's let's finish our, our, our series of questions here with um, a, a question about the C-suite. So field operations executives typically need to engage a CFO as sort of a, a purchasing partner, if you will, sometimes even the CEO of the business, depending on how the, the organization is structured. Uh, when building that business case for digital transformation, what are some of the most critical considerations you recommend that that field service uh, executive think about in, in building in? Yeah, that's a good good uh, situation, good thing to talk about because there are several potential situations, and each one's a little bit uh, a little bit different. I want to start off with a general statement, though, is that the C-suite's metrics are very public and very obvious. We we often overlook this because uh, in communications with our uh, the presidents or CEO of our organization, usually they they are uh, not so much around their metrics. Uh, their metrics are in the P&L statement and the balance sheet, uh, which get issued quarterly and get a, a lot of scrutiny in the analyst community. So if you can tie your justification into that, you will get their attention and it will be sustainable. Uh, so I want to talk about just quickly two types of situations. Uh, one would be a, uh, a OEM, and this is where typically an OEM has a, a field service organization that's, that's basically focused on warranty repair. And uh, it is viewed as a cost uh, center where, you know, it uses up people in spare parts and uh, uh, usually the C-suite looks at a cost center as a uh, something to be, and I, I mean this in quotes, optimized, which means reduce the cost so you improve margin. Uh, if the field service organization can transform to one where uh, they're offering service contracts and then becomes a revenue-oriented area, a P&L center, that and, and start adding revenue to the top line, that completely transforms how the C-suite will look upon uh, the field service organization. Uh, and the, um, uh, they're much more likely to approve resources, uh, a new field service management organization, additional people, uh, and resources to make that uh, higher revenue and more profitable uh, part of the business. Uh, you, you completely change their view of you from a cost center to a, a revenue opportunity, and you will get the resources you need to be successful. 
the other situation I'd talk about is uh, the the uh, this may be more of a, uh, uh, where where the business owns the assets. So this would be like uh, power transmission and distribution. Uh, I'm sure there are other examples where the business owns the a asset and you get into the area of unplanned downtime, uh, which directly impacts revenue. If the, if the equipment isn't running, you can't make product. If you can do your justification for a fuel service management application or other resources in the context of how it affects revenue or asset longevity, that gets to their metrics and will get their attention. Unfortunately, most people tend to, to uh, when they do the justification, focus on costs like number of technicians or uh, amount of spare parts, and that does, is not impactful enough to get their attention. Uh, it is much better to go at uh, uh, the revenue side of it, even if the the case is not solid, if it's a little loose, they will understand and you will get there uh, uh, much more likely to get their approval. Excellent insight and, and underscores the importance of, of top line, uh, uh, certainly relative to uh, margins or, or cost containment. Appreciate that, Ralph. This has been a, a truly insightful dialogue for me. I greatly appreciate your time. Um, thanks for offering your insights. Oh, thank you. You can learn more about Ralph and his technology advisory work at arcweb.com. Thanks for listening to Five Questions for a Field Service Expert. For more expert views on field service, subscribe to the Mobile Reach blog at mobilereach.com.